0: A very good morning and welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is Friday the 19th of January. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you, Grub. Love Fridays. Love having you in. How are you? Great. Good. I'm really good. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm also very well, thank you. You, you've rejuvenated, like would you say? No, yeah. I see. I enjoyed you, that. you enjoyed it, haven't I you? I enjoyed the break just then, yeah. <laughs> oh no, the break, I'm in the two weeks. Oh yeah, mate, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, been great to get to know our listeners a little bit more from this side as well, and I've uh, enjoyed the company of people such as yourself. Uh, I've also enjoyed the great sport, and there's a lot to chat about. Um, the Test Cricket, Australia, purely dominant, they had the Windies 6 for 73 after the Windies were bowled out for 188. Australia made 283. The Windies trailed by 22 runs still. Josh Hazelwood ripped through them yesterday afternoon, had the Windies 4 for 19. Most of those were conceded by Stark. Um, Hazelwood was 3 for naught, then 4 for 2. We are witnessing greatness with mm. this Australian test attack. And even though we'd love... a more competitive series um, Shamar Joseph is terrific to watch 5 for 94 he took um, yesterday uh, he's in the record books for his uh, debut performance Travis Head was sublime um, bludgeoning the ball he's 119 of 134 but I think we've sometimes got to sit back while we're enjoying this but it's a bit like tennis I think we did a good job and we'll chat about the Australian Open results in a sec I think we did a good job enjoying Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal while they were playing mm. Uh, Serena Williams, I think, I think for sure, she was gone for so long. Maybe less so some of us with Novak Djokovic. I think over the next little while we'll enjoy just how good he is too. Mm. All the off field, uh, off court, and antics aside, mm. I and mean, then it makes it harder. But you do have to sit back sometimes and go. Uh, Clear is a good example in the, in the NRL. You've Got to enjoy that while it's here. Mm. It, we love a comparison. Mm. We, we, we do. do, we do. I was talking about this
1: with someone yesterday. It can be the worst thing for, a, for a person. I feel. The greats that, they, they, you know, like Djokovic and and Federer, they're mm. always going to be compared and stuff. Yes. But a perfect example, um, and I speak to him about it often, is Brooksy. His first ever game yeah. he got compared to Andrew Johns. Yeah. He says it's the worst ever thing that happened to him. Yeah. The last thing you need. You know what I mean? We always love comparing. Just seem, enjoy Brooksy for Brooksy. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the Joker for the Joker. Uh, I've got a question for you. Joker or Federer? Who's who, Who's going to be better? In the... in the, in. the in,
0: like, grand slams and... It's, it's a good one. I think Djokovic will... His record will be incomparable. Mm. I, th- I think he's... If, if he can play for another two or three years, you'd imagine that he'll win four mm-hmm. slams at a mm-hmm. minimum. Yep. That is real breathing room as far as the record goes, but Federer will always have a very special player in oh. our hearts. But... Uh, uh... As a lovable character. Yeah, and he took the Sampras and the Agassi and and those players to another level. And Djokovic has the chance to do it as well. So, Mm. um, a lot of great tennis today. We'll have a look at some of those um, fixtures in a little bit. The multi is open. Um, We'll chat to Adam Pengeli about that. Adam Pengeli, I think, joins us right now. Adam, good morning. How are you? Morning, Will. Morning, boys. Um, I was feeling all right until about half an hour, 45 minutes ago when the multi opened. I don't think people are too happy about it, are they? No, they? There are plenty of people are happy about it. Uh, $4. We'll remind everyone about it. It's in the Tab app, um, Tab website. We'll put it in the Bet's Friends channel too. Uh, Saturday, Rose Hill Race 5, number one, Kabalas, top two. And Saturday, Rose Hill Race 7, number seven, Powerful Keg, top two. Bradley Davidson and Adam Pengeli. Uh, I like it. Josh loves it. Josh loves $4 I too. I love $4. And uh, <laughs> tell us about it.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's a good multi this week. I know we might have had a 3 legger to get a bit more value, but we'll stick with a 2 legger. I think Kabalas has been trialing up enormously this preparation. Obviously, Davo's selection, he was my on-top tip in that race, so I can see him running extremely well. And powerful Peg, she's just such a beauty of a mare. She's been so genuine throughout her career, and uh, I thought her first up run was enormous. So she finds a really suitable race at forty metres second up. So... With any bit of your luck, boys, we'll get that across the line and hopefully um, hand over the reins back to Laurie next mm-hmm. week. I think we'll he can he can, he can take it back <laughs> over next
0: week. Yeah, I think that's the one. So, um, apologies, I've been reading powerful Keg. It's powerful. Powerful peg. Powerful peg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like powerful Keg. <laughs> 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 I love it. I'm I'm putting some real emphasis on keg <laughs> keg as well. Powerful Keg. Um, good on your powerful peg. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who,
1: who was your Who was your pick, Adam? Did you pick? Powerful peg.
2: I was powerful peg, Josh. So, um, yeah, she was
1: and Nice. And we'll, I think she can we'll run really well. Powerful keg. Powerful. Well, <laughs>
3: cut
2: him some slut. He's been hosting for the last two weeks. This is his last morning this morning. He probably feels like he needs a drink a little bit later today. Yeah, so, like it, it
3: felt Peg's right. on the mind.
1: It felt right, <laughs> yeah. Adam, I'm, um, you know, Flano's come out and spoken about the Volkman saga. I'm hearing mm. many mixed things about what happened. What actually happened, mate? Give, it, give oh, us the it's, a, it's a course. good question, Josh. It's a good question. It's very hard to try and
2: find out the truth and exactly what happened in, in this scenario. The, the one thing mm-hmm. I will say, and I, I reckon you probably agree with me, Josh, I, I feel desperately sorry for Ronald Volkman himself. Um, he had a two-year contract with the Warriors. He obviously agreed to be released from that contract to take up a shorter deal with the Dragons, where he thought he'd probably be able to get a little bit more opportunity playing NRL. And suddenly, he's got no contract whatsoever. No protection, really, at the moment in terms of insurance and medicals and stuff like that. I just, I just hope, first and foremost, that something can be organised for him and he can be looked after so he can go through his rehabilitation with his shoulder, get back to full strength and hopefully become an NRL player in time because we've only seen a couple of very tiny glimpses of him at NRL level. It's been some pretty big him, hasn't it, Josh, for a while? Yeah.
1: Coming um, yeah, out through him, the grades. Um, sorry to cut you off, mate. I played against him in uh, Premier League last year and carved us up. I know it's not the NRL, but he's a very, very, very nice kid too. Um, you know, yep. come up to me after the game and said, mate, it was an honour. Hmm. No, honestly, it was just, just, just yeah. a nice touch, yeah, you respect. know. But, like, it shouldn't happen. Like, it, it, Right No, you're right. Imagine imagine where his headspace is right now. Yep. This is what we got to think of. He, like you said, mate, he, he's, he's come for an opportunity. Now he's got an injury and he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. And when we say nothing, we mean no cover, no nothing. He's... I hope someone's there, you know, helping him and helping him through this because we can't let young players like this go through this. It could really scar people. And people yeah, might not yeah. understand it, but it really does. It's, it's probably a bit of a lesson, Josh, as well, For I suppose, for the Dragons. Like,
2: they they announced his signing. Um, he started training with them, obviously, with a, a non-contact bib on, but without having that full medical done in the first place. And they didn't pick up the issues till then. I think Flano even said yesterday in his press conference, they'll be, we'll be cautious about how they go about announcing signings and, and when they get players to actually start training. But I can also understand from their point of view, given the off season they've had and all the issues they've had with Junior Ramon and, and Corey Allen, obviously rupturing his ACL. Once he got into the country and got down to Ooh. Long Island, let's get him on the park and let's see what he's got and start getting to, to gel with players. I can also understand from that point of view, why, why they thought that, but Yeah, this scenario has just turned into a really ugly situation. Let's hope we can get some solutions for the kid more than anything in the next couple of weeks.
0: Um, The rule change, Grubb was talking about it. He likes it. What's been the impact and flow on from that? We spoke to Justin Morgan yesterday while you're in. He likes it as well. Yeah, I was giving a bit more thought about it last night. Will and I
2: actually don't mind it to be Mm. honest. I think it's going to provide a little bit more entertainment. the one thing I always worry about, and I know it's a very cynical point of view to take, that some coach is going to figure out a way to rot this rule. I don't know if there is a loophole or a way that well, they they'll can do find it. it. We, I, I like
0: that too, though. That's their job, right?
2: Oh, yeah, it is. The coach's job is to win. And they'll, they'll take every absolute advantage they get. But sometimes, obviously, as a fan, you don't, mm. you don't think they're doing it in the best interest of the game. I, I'm not sure if there's a way they can be able to do it for, for this rule. But there was a really interesting point made by uh, someone yesterday saying that they wonder if the NRL sort of implemented this rule to, to stop those massive collisions off the kickoff these days in the, in the modern era with concussions and everything like that. And, Josh, I know one of your former teammates and a really close mate in James Graham has been quite vocal about this, He's sort of questioned, and he was one of the guys who was famous for his trademark carries off the kickoff and launching from the dead ball line, saying, well, why do we, why do we have guys spring at each other from you know, 40, 50 metres away for these massive collisions to start the game, and we're worrying about player safety more and more? I don't know what your thoughts are on that issue, but maybe these short kickoff and short restarts is a way of just mm. reducing the instances of that.
1: Oh, that's rugby league, though, isn't it? It's, more, yeah. it's happened for years and years and years, and that's why we love it. I get, I get where Jimmy's coming from. I, I, I really do, because player safety, safety is, is what it's all about now. Every, and honestly, and I'm glad we're having the conversation. I don't know if you can take that out of the game. I remember, I, I, I remember when we used to play against South, I used to look forward to Jimmy going up against Sam. Mm. That just mm. that carry. It, it just yeah are. Yeah. I get where he's coming from. I get his angle because, you know, he, and, and I can't really talk because I never had to do it. No, and, and, and I am glad. Absolutely glad. I think it's one of the scariest things to do, but they love it. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd hate to see it go, but I would understand why. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: And, and as fans, right? Like we sit down and, What's the one thing you most uh, most look forward to in a, a state of origin game? I love the open, oh. the, hit, the hit up from the opening kickoff, oh. and it's things, it's things
0: that we can't do, right? That's why you yeah. tune in. Like I, I don't, I don't mind watching suburban sport on a Saturday if I'm passing a, a local oval, but I'm not paying my money to go and watch a, an E grade cricket match am I? Like mm. I want to I want to see people do things that I couldn't possibly dream of being physically able to do oh. and within the bounds of safety for sure but that's the difference. People putting themselves in a position mm. and they're prepared to go to different levels. That what like that's what sets people apart and makes them professional athletes. So um, yeah that'll that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Adam big day at Rose Hill tomorrow, ten races on the card. Racing at Canterbury today, uh, tonight rather Maria and Ballin are also today. What are you looking forward to most tomorrow at Rose Hill?
2: Yeah two year old race will to be fair it's a pretty standard off-season program outside of that, but each week now we're going to have changes to this Golden Supermarket. The one horse I'm really keen to see uh, hopefully get a run. He was the second emergency last night as Switzerland from Chris cool, more owned Colt, um, who's trolled up really nicely in a couple of trials so far, this preparation. And it's hard not to draw just a couple of comparisons to last year's Golden Super winner Shinzo, not least of all given the, the same ownership, but the way he's trolled is looks very similar to me. And, and Chris Waller sort of stepped out Shinzo in late January last year. This horse is obviously debuting in late January as well. I'm not saying he's going to be as good, of him, as, good as him. That's, that's foolish to say. But it's probably easy to draw some sort of comparisons. He's my on top selection in the race. He needs to get a run, obviously. But there's a couple of other really nice horses that have, have trolled up well. There's a nice filly from the Terry Croftyard out at Hawkesbury called uh, Zoo Tastic, who trolled up, I thought, pretty well behind Hines, who ran well in the Magic Millions last week. Mm-hmm. Um, she was about... 30 to 1, I think, last night. She might be worth something on a, on a small each way basis. I think the market's probably missed her.
0: Sorry, that was... Shoe-tastic
2: Shoe-tastic. in the in the Shoe-tastic.
0: first race. Oh, good. Yeah,
2: good. yeah, she might be a value in the race like in, a... in the two-year-old event.
0: Adam,
1: best bet for tomorrow in Rose Hill. And look, I don't mean to put you on the spot if you haven't had a look at it, but I may be heading to Canterbury tonight. And oh, to oh, something. Oh, I wouldn't mind. I
2: haven't had a haven't had a proper look, Josh. I apologize. Maybe, I'll, maybe have a look for me and give me a little text. Yeah. I will
1: in the next hour. I'll have a look.
2: Well, if you haven't look looked yet, place.
0: we've got Josh got a job for you.
2: Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you going to have a crack at the? They usually got the golf net out there. They have a long drive challenge on on Sky Thoroughbred
1: Central every Friday night. Oh, yeah, marlo has been
0: in there, hasn't he? Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. He it. Look,
1: I've got, I've got a little problem, boys. I might I might <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you because I, I'm not sure if my, my lovely fiance is listening right now. But we're meant to, so I'm flying flying off tomorrow to to love you. America, as Tom knows, producer. Um, we're meant to be going to dinner tonight in the city, but I love Canterbury races. Is it, do you think I should ask if we can swap? She like, like, likes it.
0: Mate, the food trucks out at Canterbury. The best. They are very good. It's a great offering. Racing New South oh. Wales put on a good show. Thank if I was you, and I don't know what your fiancé's plans are, Josh,
2: I'd be I'd be changing to lunch today, lunch for the date, and then and then into the daily double into the races this tonight. Is a that'd, that'd be the way I'd be going. Seasoned
0: professional. <laughs> I'm clapping. You yeah. he can't hear.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> best, bet, best bet at Rosehill will uh, race seven number seven powerful peg. She's part of the multi, obviously, and the best value, I think, is race ten number ten boots scooter mm-hmm. the last race of the day. It's a really tough race. Market, I think, just completely missed her when it opened up um, earlier in the week. She was enormous first up. It worked through the line and Particularly, afterline was great. Second up, I think she's going to take some natural improvement. And I just cannot understand the difference in the prices between her and Prince of Peso, who she met last start and comfortably beat. So I think she's been a value in the last. So race seven, number seven, is the best, and race 10, number 10 as the best value on the program at Rose Hill tomorrow.
0: Very good, Adam. Always appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Make sure you tell Middo that he's due back and needs to return. Ah, uh, yes. I'll let him know. He's still another week off, but I'll uh, let him know when I see him on the another weekend. Week. Come on, Mido. Good on you, Adam. Appreciate it. See you, boys. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. We're going to chat some golf in a minute, but uh, just keen to get uh, some help on the text line, please. 419 767 Grubb has a dilemma. Canterbury tonight, mm. seven races. He's off on a mm. little trip, a boy's trip over to the US tomorrow. Not sure whether to go to dinner with the fiancé or head to Canterbury Park with her instead. Uh, maybe he can do both. Race one is at 6 p.m. Catch the first four races. Bit to ponder. We'd love some advice. Oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. What should Grub do? Mm. But the good thing is, I know she she
1: really would. She, we've been before mm-hmm. and enjoyed it, and we're going to have it's an a couple. Night. We're going to let the hair down a little bit. Yep, just because it's like you know one 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 last hurrah before I. Hurrah. <laughs> Off to the... Wherever I'm going.
0: Very good. Uh, the PGA Tour, uh, currently in round one at the Amex. Uh, Scott Stallings leads at nine under through 12. Xander Shoffley is at eight under. He's second. Uh, a few players tied for third at seven under, including Hayden Springer, Zach Johnson, and Alex Noren. Having a look for the Aussies, Jason Day, currently the best of those. He's at four under through 13. And then you've got to keep scrolling a fair way down to see Minwoo Lee. He's at tied for 33rd. He's at 3-under. So pretty tight, obviously, in the first round. Camp Davis, who was Dick Fane's tip to be best Aussie, he is at 2-under. So one shot back tied for 54th. But very pleased to say we are joined by Avondale Golf Club President Graham Houston this morning. Uh, the Avondale Amateur regarded as one of the premier events on the Australian Amateur Golfing Calendar and back for another year. We've loved catching up with previous winners and also previewing the tournament in years gone by. Graham, good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, great. Well, great to chat, and thanks for having us on. A real pleasure. Hey, um, Graham, t- tell us a little bit about this tournament and the significance of it for people who might not be aware.
5: Yeah, the, the amateur tournaments. There's four of them in Australia. Four key tournaments in Australia: the Masters of the Amateur, the Aussie Am, which is down in uh, Yarra Yarra and Keysborough uh, at the moment. They're in the third round, and then uh, the uh, the Avondale Amateur, and then immediately after that is the um, uh, New South Wales Amateur. And they're all really important because it, it's the four-round event. Um, it shows the amateurs, the amateurs, you know, what it's like to play in a, in a genuine tournament, back-to-back generally. So it's like this is what life is like on the road, you know, if, you, if you're going to make it. So it's a great opportunity for uh, the amateurs around Australia and, you know, internationally to get that experience, that real, you know, cutting-edge, you know, competition. And, and that's and it's a really big piece of their development as they're going forward. They're all ranked events, so... Uh, you know, world-ranked events, um, so you get ranking points. So it's incredibly important for their own you know, their own development as well.
1: Graham? And we've uh, got a
5: long, a long history. Oh, yeah, so, sorry. sorry, mate.
1: Um, who are the local players to watch, mate? Um, club champion Will Moody um, has been in great form of late. Anyone else we can keep an eye out for?
5: Yeah, no. Will shot a 61 just a few weeks ago on the course, so uh, home track, he's going to be hard to beat. Um, Declan O'Donovan is down in uh, Victoria, Victoria. Um, and sitting in the top twenty so uh he's he's got a bit of form going at the moment so uh they, they look they look really good but you know there's some international players uh, there as well we've got uh Chris Kim from the uk part of the Ryder cup uh, junior Ryder cup mm-hmm. team um, he's out and uh, playing in the tournament um so there's there's plenty of uh there's plenty of players it's um Jaden ford from New Zealand won it in twenty twenty two so he's back um, and he sits on a handicap of uh plus uh just under plus seven so plus six point eight I think it is so you know to get into this tournament you've got to have a be better than plus one to even uh you know make the cut mm-hmm. to to play so you know, and, and plus seven is the, uh, the leading handicap. These guys are amateurs, and, uh, you know, with handicaps like that, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty stiff competition.
0: On the women's side of things, the Avondale Bowl, a strong field there expected, and, and similarly, some very low handicaps, uh, a lot of them playing um, in and around scratch.
5: Um, what, what's expected on that side? Yeah, no, and it's a great call because, um, you know, women's golf is a really big piece of it. We, we play the women and the men together for the first two rounds um, to you know just as we you're seeing around uh, around australia um, and we've got you know Rachel Lee um, 16 year old that led the Aussie uh, open in november you know she she made the cut on the monday plays uh, starts playing on the thursday and leads the first day of the uh, the Aussie open she finished 35th and you know playing well beyond her uh, you know maturity well beyond her, uh, her years and yeah you know, on a home track she's going to be hard to beat. Um Godiva Kim uh is uh, got a really good showing going down in uh, Victoria at the moment. So you know a couple of, a couple of players in form. Um yeah, it's it's going to be great to watch.
1: Graham, I can only imagine how much uh preparation would go into a you know a, a big uh event like this. Are you happy with everything how everything is going behind the scenes to put on a,
5: a spectacle for the, for the fans and the players? Yeah, thanks, Josh. It's a great call out. The uh, the team here have done a sensational job. Rob Biddle and the uh, the course team have absolutely nailed it. You know, given Mother Nature and yeah, you know, it's a job I wouldn't have for quits, It's just you know, every day you wake up and it's a different set of uh, circumstances. But we've had 140 mil here uh, over the last four days and uh, washed out bunkers and and the like. But the, you know, I'm on the course at the moment and there's there's people everywhere uh, just you know putting the finishing touches and it looks sensational. There's uh, there's going to be plenty of challenges uh, for, uh, for for the golfers out here. Uh, I can assure you, the rough is uh, the rough is strong, the greens are fast, and uh, it's looking uh, it's looking absolute absolute picture. Um,
0: how can people get involved, uh, either to turn up and watch if they're uh, luckily within the area, or can or can follow along online?
5: Yeah, so um, Golf Australia website um, you can you can follow it, but we'd love to have people down here. We have a big volunteer turnout, um, so. You know, and on on the last day we'll have a hundred people following the field, uh, following the, the last group in, and uh, so yeah, they're more than welcome to come uh, to the course uh, in uh, in Himble, Um and uh, and you know enjoy watching some of the future golfers of Australia. You know, these are these are going to be the future uh, superstars, and uh, you know we're we're very proud to be able to turn out you know, the course and uh, give them a, you know an experience and. And it's, and it's a great tournament for, uh, for for members and and guests. Just you, you get up close and personal. You, you, you're walking along right alongside them and chatting away. So it's a great way to uh, to enjoy golf. And uh, there's a lot worse places to be walking around a golf course on a uh, on a Thursday afternoon.
0: For sure. We appreciate your time, Graeme. Go well, and uh, and we'll look forward to chatting to someone from the tournament next week.
5: Good on you. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate your time.
0: Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you and some great feedback and insight coming for grub on the text line 0419 272 We'll rip into a lot of those a little bit later. We've got Roger Rashid coming up and just want to mention uh, the cricket and ties in nicely to Neville's text. Boys, Saka would be filthy missing out on weekend revenue. They would. Adam Pengeli touched on that with the South Australian Premier having a bit of a go the other day, just generally. But West Indies 6 for 73 in their second innings, trailing australia by 22 runs still uh Windy's bowled out for 188 and australia making 283 travis head 119 off 134 balls shamar joseph five for 94 and boo terrific performance he was good with the bat in the first innings they will need him again in the second josh hazelwood phenomenal stuff three for naught early on then four for two he finishes the day four for eighteen um, Windy's, as mentioned, six for seventy-three. Nathan Lyon trapped Josh de Silva. Uh, sorry, Justin Greaves LBW with the last ball of the day. Josh de Silva resuming on seventeen today. The Big Batch League first final is tonight. The uh, what have we got? The Heat on the Gold Coast hosting the Sixes. Look forward to chatting with Chris Hartley out of the Heat camp after eight AM New South Wales time and uh, after a seven AM Brisbane. Uh, Australia beat Syria one 0 in the Asian Cup overnight uh, at the Jassim Bin Hamad Stadium, Jackson Irvine, the goal for Australia, he was very good and finished off Martin Ball's strong run to score in the 59th minute in the A-Leagues. In the men's, MacArthur 3 beat Brisbane 1. It ends MacArthur's six-game winless run. Ulysses Tavia opened the scoring in the 16th minute. Nice goal. Tidy finish. Good. Um, Straight red for Keegan Jelicic and Rose midfielder, who's just re-signed for Brisbane. Studs up straight red 17 minutes after coming on. Uh, thanks very much. But uh, in the Ivory Coast, wins for Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea overnight. And in the NBL last night, Cairns 93 beat Illawarra 92. But some terrific tennis last night. Danasi Kokonakis, unfortunately for him and his fans, lost to Grigor Dimitrov. Isla Tomjanovic lost to Yelena Ostapenko. That was in three sets. Max Purcell pushed Casper Ruud all the way and lost in five sets. Iga Sviantec beat Daniel Collins in three. But Alana Rabakina upset by Anna Blinkova, 4-6, 6-4, 6-7 and 20-22 in that final set tiebreaker. A lot of great tennis today, including Aussies Alex Dimonor and Storm Hunter in action. To chat about it, Roger Rashid. Roger, good morning to you, Uh so a few upsets yesterday. Not great for the Aussies, but as you mentioned yesterday, it wasn't in their favour as far as form went. And the odds. What did you make of yesterday's play? And uh, and what time did uh, did you finish up?
4: Yeah. Good morning. Uh, well, I finished up around midnight, <laughs> but so I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't there for the for the full Medvedev yeah. game that finished at three forty. But uh, well, yesterday was one of the epic days of of uh, major. You know, Grand Slam tennis. There's not in in the history of the game. You know, there was it was, and you know, if, if, in a sporting event, if you had a ticket for a sporting event on one particular day um, of action, it was it was it was yesterday. There yeah. were five five setters in the men's. Uh, there were major upsets um, in the women, and uh, as you as you mentioned, Rubakina, you know, she was she was you know she's probably as equal. Uh, favorite for the event, Um, you know, and and when you look at their side, so Schwantek, she was one four down in the third set against Danielle Collins, who's retiring at the end at uh, some stage of this year from America, thirty year old, and that was just a, and then she won the next five games, and there was you know there was a lot of sticking your chest out in that match between those two. There was no there was a lot of front there. You know, Jessica Pagula, who was a number three, you know seed she was uh number five seed excuse me she was she was bundled out by a young French French woman so um it was it was happening everywhere there were there were more there were more upsets uh going on and and so it was just a yeah. it was a big day and, and the Rabakina one was you know twenty twenty two in the in the tie break um a whole bunch of match points uh for her opponent in Blinkover and and then and then it was, you know, it was one of those. It was the longest tie break in the history of the Open game. And then, then on the men's side, uh, gee, you started off. It was, you know, with Casper with Roode and he was able to get over Max Purcell. But Max, you know, he gave himself a chance. He, he created opportunities. He was, you know, there was a chance that he was going to, he was going to be the winner in that match. Um, you know, ten seven in the in, this, in the ten point tie break. He played some great tennis. They played great. It was entertaining all round tennis, and uh, that was going on at the same time. Um, as uh, Alex, uh, Alexander Zverev was playing on um, John Kane Arena, which which is a match I was doing. So I had a screen that was... I was on, I was courtside doing the Zverev match. He had to come back from two sets to one down against Klein, from, uh, who was playing unbelievable tennis from Slovakia. He was a qualifier, a 25-year-old, and should have won that match. He, he had uh, big openings to win that match. and And simultaneously, the the Rude and Max Purcell match was going on and they their super tie breaks at the end were going on at the same time. Uh so that was going around so that you could imagine the locker rooms mm-hmm. and uh underneath that um every player would have been was st- would have stopped what they were doing. Even if they were getting ready for matches, they would have stopped and watched uh those uh those epic finishes and uh, you know and then then you've got Alcaraz who dropped a set. Uh, as well in his match, and and so it was just one of those. And and then you had uh, Holger Rune, who's one of the you know, who was potentially one of the guys that would go deep into the tournament, and has big um, big ideas about what 2024 looks like. And and he lost to Kazoo. who's a Frenchman who is same age as, and they were juniors. They played together. Kazoo had a winning record against him in the juniors, so that gave him some comfort. He's a wild card, a French wild card, 122 in the world, 21 year old. Uh, really athletic, good game, and uh, yeah. So it was just, and then Medvedev finishes six and it wins six love in the fifth at three forty a.m. Um, from two sets to love down. So it was one of those, um, yeah. It was an it was an epic day of tennis, and it was yeah. It was one of those where you, you just had to keep looking at the screen and the scoreboards and what was going on, and um, yeah. It was a it was a magic day actually.
0: Sets it really nicely up for today and also into the weekend. Looking at the Aussies today, Storm Hunter. Is up against Barbara Krejcikova after the Djokovic and Thomas Martin Echeverry clash, which is first up on Rodaleva Arena. Alex Dimonor also plays tonight against Cabelli, the Italian qualifier. How do you see Hunter going against Krejcikova, the ninth seed? And does Dimonor use this as a, as a quick kill against Cabelli? Yeah,
4: look, I think for Storm, you know, this is... This is past her expectations. There's no doubt about that. When yep. you're when you're in qualifying, you're not sure where you, where you're going to land. You qualify, and you're now in the third round. She gets a chance to play on Rod Laver. Um, so I think uh, you know I think her opponents are going to be too strong. Um, you know, for her, I think she'll have too many. You know, she'll have too much firepower uh, for her. And uh, but you know, she put a good showing, and she's talented, and she's seeing the ball really well and having the time of her life. And there's there's a free swing really. So. Yeah. I think that's where that match sits, uh, to be honest. And, and for Alex, you know, he's playing a qualifier. He's again, had the, having the tournament of his, of his life at the moment, the Italian. And, um, you know, he's, they're all inspired by what Yannick Sinner is doing, who, who's on as well today. Um, but, uh, you know, so so I just think that uh, Alex, yeah, he's he's had a it's it's been good. He had a, he had a match yet two days ago, which was comfortable. Had to go out there and put his tennis on show, though. You've got to turn up and you've got to uh, you've got to present yourself as as you know you're playing one of the big matches of your career. So and that always dampens the spirit of the the opposition if you get a, if you get in front and. um That'll probably happen today as well. As, you know, John Kane Arena, it's, it's, it's a noisy stadium. They get right behind the Aussies, as we saw with Koganakis and uh, Grigor Dimitrov last night. Um, and they back you in pretty hard if you, if you play some inspiring tennis. And Alex is doing that. He's, he's playing inspiring tennis. And, yeah, that's going to be a match for the Italian that he's going to find a little... Um, yeah, the going's going to be a little tough.
1: Roger, I'm interested to hear your opinion on uh, Novak. I just heard a comment yesterday in in the coverage that, you know, he's dropped a few sets, which is unlike him in some early games. Um, He had a bit of a a lash at the crowd the other night. Do you you think he's a bit off mate? Or when, when the time comes, uh, you'll, you know, bring calm down and play his natural tennis.
4: Yeah. Good question. I
1: mean, I just think it's, it's
4: normal. Every, every, every match, you know, I'm a pretty big believer that every, every match has its own identity and it's, and it's, own environment and it sort of sets up uh, as as we as it goes along and uh, you know Novak obviously was uh, you know is feeling a little he was feeling a little bit under the weather uh, the conditions you know he he had a player that could play um, in uh, Alexi Popper and he could he could win three points uh, he could hit big so you know that that's a challenge as well so it forces you um, and so it wasn't all in his hands and it wasn't going his way so and then you've got a crowd that sort of can get on you um, when there's an Australian playing, and and so those sort of those dynamics of that courts that court environment, yeah, it was it was a bit unsettling. He's dropped a couple of sets. Does it have any influence on what he does moving forward? No. Was it physical enough to totally destroy him? Did he finish at 3:40 a.m. and uh, have to come back from two sets to love? No. Um, but what we have seen in the past is when he's had to do those things, those extreme things. Uh, there's probably, you know, at the moment on the court, there's no other person that does that any better. And um, he's proven over and over again that he can push things aside and just stay in the moment. And he regroups pretty quickly, as we saw against Popperin. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I, I don't think there'll be anything um, to to look for there. I just think Novak's got an, another match. He's playing Echeverria, who's a very solid Argentinian. Who uh, beat Gaal Monfils in the previous round, and uh, I was speaking to Gail quite uh, lengthy yesterday about it, and he said, "Gee, wow, I didn't think he moved that well, and would and would play that consistently well throughout from start to finish." He um, he found that quite surprising, a big improvement in his game, and uh, and but Eshunberry is playing his idol. You know, he grew up wanting to to play like Novak, and so. Um, he openly says that. He openly says he's you know, he's, he's an idol, he's, he's his biggest idol. Um, and so will the going get too much for him? But what we'll see is we'll see some good extended rallies um, because it's very, very strong and he's fit and he moves well. So um, it's going to be at night time. It's cool here today again. So we're not getting that, you know, our Australian summer uh, that can affect uh, the conditions and can affect the way the, the game's played. So um, it's hard to hit. A lot of winners, so there ends up being a lot of rallies back and forth. So it'll be a physical game, but you would think Novak
0: just, just has too much. Uh, rog, uh, we've got to get to Brad Davo in a sec, so I just want to get a couple of rapid-fire uh, predictions from you today. Sinner versus Bayers. that's first up on Margaret Court Arena. Uh,
4: Sinner, yeah, I think comfortably, three
0: sets. Nice. Uh a pass against Frenchman Luca Van Asch.
4: Uh, Sitsipas, oh, that was a big win for him. Uh, the, his previous win so uh, over over Jordan Thompson. So I think he, he'll he'll come through, and uh, there could be a set in it, but I, I feel like Sitsipas is straight.
0: Yep, nice. Uh, Coco Goff against uh, fellow American Alicia Parks.
4: Yeah, must must watch for all tennis fans, I think. And if you're a sporting fan, two Americans, very athletic. Probably two of the most, two of the top four, or five athletic uh, women on the tour. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think Coco. Just a bit too much experience, and, and she won't want to let um, her fellow American uh, push her around. So I'm going Coco, but it'll be, be a fun watch.
0: Nice one. And then Andre Rublev against uh, Seb Korda, two seeds.
4: Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, Seb is super talented. I'm going to lean Seb. Yep. Um, I think Andre uh, Rublev, you, you know what you're going to get, and but I'm just going to... I think there, there could be a little upset.
0: Nice. Uh, Anasimova against Paula Badosa, an interesting one.
4: Yeah, it is. Great opportunity. Um, that's uh, Tsitsipasa's girlfriend. And uh, coming back, she's, she's, she's about 100 in the world now. And, and some overs on a, on a big comeback on her own terms, though. Uh, had a spell. So I'll lean with the American.
0: Yep, nice. And then finally, Ben Shelton, Adrian Manorino.
4: Um, Adrian Manorino. uh whew, Interesting. A uh, bigger server and a person who strings his racket like a like a sloppy <laughs> trampoline. Uh, um, I'll go with the bigger server on this occasion. I say Shelton,
0: I take it. Yeah. Good, Shelton with the sloppy trampoline. Um, Roger, always appreciate it. Have a roofing day. <laughs> See you guys. See you. Bradley Davidson joining us, Sky Racing form expert. Davo, Rose Hill, where are we at from a track perspective? It's been very wet in Sydney, but the weather looks good today and tomorrow.
3: Yeah, morning. Well, morning, Josh. Yeah, look, guys, uh, we got a, a substantial bit of rain there a few days ago. That sort of put it into the the heavy nine range. But look, I'm I'm quite confident that we'll be back in the soft range by tomorrow. Um, you know, really warm day yesterday, warm day today, and tomorrow, and doesn't look to be much rain on the radar. So, look, as is the case at this time of the year, these tracks, particularly Rose Hill off that uh, refurb, um, which only had one one race meeting back since the refurb they generally drain pretty good so look i'm expecting if you're doing your form don't be looking for for too many sort of real wet trackers mm. i'd be i'd be thinking you know soft seven tomorrow into a soft six would be my sort of thought so look good card there tomorrow uh no sort of feature races but um nice program and looks a, a good betting program overall
1: mm. brad canterbury races friday night under the lights not much better anything you like yeah. there tonight mate
3: yeah exactly josh i'm um, always a uh, a great time of the year at Canterbury. Obviously, they caught that bit of rain as well, but pretty similar to Rose Hill. It should dry out nicely and, and sort of be in that in that sort of soft seven, soft six range tonight. Look, I think Lavero's probably the best there tonight. Uh, really love the way she's trialled up for the the Ryan and Alexio camp. She draws to get a lovely run. And, look, there's a few horses probably going to come out of that race. Uh, they're going to race tomorrow instead, Super mm-hmm. Brighton Espresso. But uh, so there'll be a few deductions. But... Look, I think she sets up beautifully. She's got a great, fresh record. She should have won first up at Canterbury last preparation, had no luck whatsoever. I think she looks ready to win tonight, so I thought she was the best there tonight in race five. Um, yeah, pretty keen that she gets the job done. That is a tick in the column
0: of going to Canterbury for you tonight, Grub. We'll get mm, to those text hill. messages shortly. Some great feedback coming in. Um, Davo, what are you expecting for Stormboy next? Yeah, he's he's
3: heading towards the Triple Crown, so obviously a massive winner of the Magic 1000000s there one of the best Magic Millions wins I've seen, and Adrian Bott coming out and confirming that the the Triple Crown's on the agenda for him, so look, the exciting part about him is he's bred to be a miler, so Mm. what he's doing now is just an absolute bonus, and he'll go towards the slipper size and and champagne and see if he can uh, complete the, the Triple Crown in Sydney, so apparently pulled up really well out of the run. He'll have a bit of a freshen up, and Onwards he goes to the the Sydney Autumn Carnival, which is not far around the corner now.
0: Not far at all. Fair bonus, isn't it? The uh, Magic Millions.
3: But uh, Rose
0: Hill, Davo, tomorrow, what's your best? What are you looking forward to?
3: Yeah, look, I think the best there tomorrow, guys, is Cabalas, the horse mm-hmm. that was formerly uh, with Chris Waller, now with Dan Baker. Race five, number one, Cabalas. Look, his trials, his two trials have been of uh, as well, mm-hmm. to be honest. They've been the best trials I've seen for some time. And, mm-hmm. He just needs to take that to race day now. He finds a race with really good speed. He should just lob midfield, get into a, a beautiful rhythm, and if he finishes off like he has done at the trials, they will not beat him. So he's just got to take that trial form there to the race. He had some breathing issues in the past, so that's always a little query, but it looks to be absolutely humming for the new stable. and. Happy to clearly mark him as the, the best of the day there tomorrow at Rose Hill Gardens.
0: Very good. Race 5 number... Sorry, Race 5 number 1. That's at Rose Hill. Uh, and then tonight, Race 5 number 9, Lavera But Race 5 number 1, Cabalas is in the multi after your great work. And also Race 7, number 7, powerful Peg to run top two. Thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, she's on top for me as well. I thought she was a really good run there first up. Um, the wet track shouldn't bother her. 1,400 metres looks to suit now and... Just needs to get a good run on the map, and I thought she was top pick, so i like that multi there tomorrow.
0: That is $4. Uh, I think what you could be buying instead, but it's in the Tab app, Tab website, Bets Friends, $4. Caballos, powerful peg. Very good, Davo, and uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll chat next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Brad Davidson there from Sky Racing. Grub, keen to get a couple of these tips in um Uh, or or the advice rather Um, a couple of questions about Ali Uh, we'll try and get Ali's tips haven't been able to get a hold of Ali this morning Um, from a cricket perspective these two sum it up in terms of contrasting expectations and what we love at different times hey boys I know the commentators need to hype up the cricket but I hope that's the last time I'll hear game on The Aussies are in trouble this year. Um, And then this one comes from Steve. I think it's just as well we are playing the lesser teams in Pakistan and the West Indies. The Aussies are batting poorly at the moment. Lucky Travis Head made a run yesterday. We've been up against average bowling attacks. Both not wrong at different times. Very interesting. But this, uh, Grubby, the big dilemma. Mm. Um, we're going to get to the news shortly, and we'll, we'll touch on more of these afterwards. But does Grubby go to Canterbury tonight? Mm. He's off on a, on a boys' trip tomorrow over to the US. He's yeah. meant to have dinner with his fiancée. But um, there are food trucks at Canterbury and mm. great racing. So maybe yeah. best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, so Sian's C- C- just messaging me. She's listening in. So I'll ask on live air. Sian, can we go to <laughs> Canterbury races tonight instead of dinner? Me and you together, just Canterbury, back to the grassroots where it's all from. Text in, call in, whatever you want to do with your answer. Thank you very much. Uh, Craig says, Josh, have, have favourite
0: saying, happy wife, happy life. Don't even think about going to the races if you want this to continue. Uh, <laughs> this one morning, crew. Josh, mate, get to the track, bro. Um, then, uh, hey, grab after 30 years of marriage, you need to set the standard now before you get married because it's all changed after that. Rab's from Croydon. <laughs> um see on josh's phone there's uh, three dots alternating in terms of prominence so there's uh, there's a message coming i uh, i look forward to seeing that you might be uh, well we'll get a good insight into into the joys of being engaged rather than married for five or ten years with kids and that sort of thing it might be a different um thing but uh grubby go to the races i've no doubt the locks will be changed when you get back from the boys trip mitch from robertson um Sell <laughs> so grub to take the fiance to the races for a night out. Win win. That might be the, the best play. Yeah, there we I go. hope the locks are. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, it is uh, three past eight uh, across New South Wales and the ACT. Three past seven in Queensland. We'll be back after the news with Phil Moss and plenty more.